1: Hi, boy. Oh,
2: oh, Actually, Don Printer Bailey was the first one here. So, conversion, and you know me—I got to thinking about that. I love words,
3: love sentences, love stories. Or whom in D.C. right now does the word not apply? I would think very, very few people. Very few people. On both sides of the so-called island. Let's go take a look That might be the primary use of it. Conversion? I'm just speculating. Ted could come on and undo everything I'm saying. Or he could come on and I could be pretty close. We'll see. That's even more interesting. Getting people to convert to the new direction, definition, composition, goal of the Republican Party. I mean, here, Trump has skunked his competitors, Haley, all the others. Big, big margins, but you've still got naysayers. You've still got people who just get kicked get by the personality. And those people never, ever bring up policy. If you go back and make them talk about policy, the conversions
2: are going on on the Democratic side, Right now, are they
3: not to Republican policy? And in particular, it seems, the border. On the Republican side, they want to go after this Majorca guy. Impeach him. Do something. Get everybody off their derriers. And, you know, it's the strangest thing. What are those immigrants, shall we call them, going to convert to when they get here? One storyline is the Democrats are buying them, gonna pad the vote with
2: them by turning the head when they come across the water.
3: <clears throat> I watched a bunch of them come across the water yesterday on Fox News. My God,
2: they, they're wearing better clothes than I got in the closet. <clears throat> These guys are well-dressed.
3: All of their sneakers were clean and white. Didn't have any mud on them. Nice jackets, watches. Nice baseball type hats. One after another. All males. What are they converting to? What are they coming here for? Given their style of living, as presented by their appearance, they're coming here because they want to get into the American success story. I would speculate. I would completely speculate about that. But... These aren't ragtag people. In fact, I'd say they have money. By that I mean money enough to pay these guys
2: to bring them to the border and let them out on dry soil
3: so that their clean white sneakers don't get dirt on them. So the conversion of this country, when I think about that word, and Ted's on now, uh, I'm going to ask him directly about it, how close I am to it. Ted, you out there? Hang on, fans. Hey, Ted.
0: Howdy. Sorry to be late, boss.
4: I was just speculating on a word you used this morning <laughs> about what the meaning what was it? conversion
0: conversion. And here's what conversion I th- or diversion. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking about. Correct
4: me if I'm wrong. If it's so, conversion converting to get all the cattle point in the same direction. To get all rhinos behind the cause, to gather the for you know, that's what I was filling your shoes about right now, speculating, but not knowing, of course, now, I maybe be way off, but if they're not doing that, it seems later they're going to have to.
1: Um, I think what
0: you're seeing is the boat is sinking. And nobody knows, uh, the life raft's been thrown out there, the ring's been thrown out there, but you don't, nobody's following
1: the same
0: plan. Um, we had some interesting meetings yesterday, and, uh, you know, it's just the different groups up here, are they're all trying to accomplish something different, but they're not looking at the bigger picture. In fact, I just got out of a meeting and we were... We are talking about how America is so, so short-sighted. You know, when I came up, I asked you, uh, I, I told you, I asked John Boehner, what is our long-term vision? He goes, what are you talking about, Yoho? I said, five to 10 years down the road. He goes, that's a lifetime in politics. He goes, our long-term vision, and this was January of my first year in 2013, our long-term vision is September. I said, September, what's that? He goes, we got to fund the government. And if we're only looking short terms down the road.
3: Ted, let me ask
1: you something that's what
0: China has done so well. They had a 100-year plan. They're going to do this, and they're well into it. And we should all be uh, aware of that, and we should all be scared of that, because they're doing exactly what they said, kind of like Obama said. We're going to fundamentally change.
2: Dad, let me. can you hear me? Let me
0: interrupt you for a moment. Um America and they're 20 Ted, years into this almost.
1: And they yeah.
4: Ted, can you hear me? Ted, can you hear me?
1: Uh, am I in and out?
4: Yeah, maybe you should call in. Um you're really breaking
2: up there.
1: Or that helped?
2: That helped, yeah. Try it again. <clears throat> Trying to get a good connection, Ted, is obviously sitting in a room, a conference room right
4: in D.C. There you are. Yeah, let's try that again. Yeah. Okay, that? go ahead. I think it's a little better. Um, you were talking about how all these different groups agree that there ought to be some confluence, but there's none getting on the same page. I think that's basically what you were saying. Whereas China... Same page. Ten year plan. Boehner said we're just going to September. We're catching bits and pieces of that. Back to a back to a single thing. Uh maybe you lose me, I'm watching you. Uh, right. Leadership. Where's the leadership? Right. Where where's the leadership? Right.
1: Where,
4: where's the leadership? Okay. Are you still there? Yeah. Can you, uh, that well, there's none. You
0: know, call
4: in number. Yeah.
0: I'll call in. I call got. In. It. I
4: got
1: it.
0: My, my apologies. We're in That's the, belly, sure. of the, we're
1: in the ah. belly of the beast. Ah.
4: We're in the belly of the beast. The top of Ted Yello, he's in DC, coming out of meetings, and uh, you can say you can see that uh, we're having a little glitch in our communication. We're going to have Ted
2: call in. You'll not be able to see him, but you should be able to hear him uninterrupted.
3: Probably no other program where you can get an hour discussion.
1: You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface.
4: Okay, Ted, I hear you. Can you hear me yeah here you will
0: okay i haven't called in yet but we'll try this oh yeah try it um there is no long-term vision and this is where we're failing because if if people don't know where they're going they can't rally behind it it's like if you went out and played football but you didn't have your plans and your strategy, you're just running around the field, kicking the ball, occasionally kick, uh, passing it. And, and so there's not a long-term strategy of how do you win the game? You know. And we're not trying to win a game. We're trying to set up a, a, a plan and a vision for this country. And that's the thing that's, that's lacking. It shouldn't be a Republican plan. It shouldn't be a Democratic plan. It should be the, the American plan or the American vision. Or the American dream you know um, it, it should be something that people from both sides can um, can buy into, and you're going to have factions that come and go you know I'm not naive um, the, 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 the progressives are going to want to do something different the, the conservatives are going to do something different, but there should be there should be something that this is the American agenda, not just for us, to move our country forward in a, a strong way to make this country stronger for future generations, but for the relationships we build around the world with our allies, um, to make just to make it a safer world. And I just think, and this goes back to that book uh, of Chris Stewart's, uh, The Miracle of Freedom. You know, when you know how fleeting mir- uh, freedom
1: and,
0: and liberty is, that's something everybody should want. And it's it's so precarious, we could lose it at any time. And if the world flips to a Chinese type of world, it's over. I mean, the meeting I just got out of was saying how much influence China has in the Indo-Pacific and in the Central and South American countries. And they go in there, they corrupt the individuals. Out of their $450 billion, I think, I forget how many, a large portion of that, like forty. 30, 30% I think went to corrupt, individ- or corrupt politicians that dictate into their country what they do. So China brings in their monitoring equipment and all this stuff like they have in China and they grade their citizens based on their activities. And um, that's what we're up against in in our society today, you know. You've got that China influence and their goal is to take over the world. Or you've got the liberal democracies like we are. Um, and we need to have strong leadership in America. But that comes with articulating a vision where this country is going to go and what it stands for and the principles it stands for. And I don't want to put those on anybody else. But I think if we go down and assist countries, they're going to come our way because it's a better way than what China's offering.
4: You know, um, we've got a couple questions coming in. What do we do then in order to get this? Obviously, Trump is at the helm right now to get everything solidified and pointed in one direction to try to be sure uh, that we don't have a takeover uh, by the George Soros crowd that seems to be the big financier of all that motion on
1: the, on the left.
0: Well, it's not just him, it's the WEF, it's the the, uh, Klaus Schwabs that are funneling money in here, the Jamie Diamonds, all these people that believe in the, uh, you know, um, re-imaging America into this uh, socialist utopia. The thing that we can do is make sure, number one, Trump gets in there. Work to get people around him, elect people that are going to not just give lip service, to his policies but are going to be the people on the ground standing up for the policies but yet challenging him on stuff that doesn't make sense i remember he was going to pull out of our korean uh, free trade deal that uh, we've had with korea and they're our sixth largest trading partner and he was going to pull out of it and i didn't hear anybody up here on capitol hill pushing back on that and uh, we challenged them on that. And I got invited to the White House, sat right across from them at lunch and we talked about that. We wound up staying into that in the, in that trade deal, which is a good thing because if we were to lose that alliance we have between us and South Korea, it would have weakened that whole Asia Pacific area and it would have made China stronger. And so to get Trump in there is number one. Number two is get people that are gonna support him and then help him draft the policies to get this administration through the mess we're in right now, but also to help set a plan for the next presidency. And you know, presidents are free to choose, you know, things through executive orders. But if if we were to get somebody like Trump in there and we could convince him to strip power from the presidency and put it back to the legislative body. Um, I think he would do that, you know, um, you can make it retroactive not retroactive, but, um, you know, you can say starting in 2028, um, you know, these powers will be removed from the presidency and let him, if he's doing the right thing, um, kind of use the executive powers that he has. Peter Navarro came to me and wanted me to sponsor a bill that would have given the president kind of carte blanche on, on trade. And uh, I told him, I said, Peter, I says, um, you know, that goes against my principles, you know, because I came up here. The three branches of government are out of balance, and I, I want to get them back in balance. This gives more power to the executive branch, and I won't do that. And and he got mad at me. Of course, he'll he'll be in prison for four months. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've got to get people around him that understand. The role of the president is to faithfully execute the laws of the land, not start writing and dictating, as we've seen over the last probably five or six presidents. You know, they've just gained more and more power, and Congress sits back.
4: You talk about laws of the land. Uh, National Review, and they're not the only one to do this, um, covered Sotomayor's address at the University of California Monday where well, she confessed, this is amazing to me, Ted, that every conservative court victory quote unquote, traumatizes her. And then she went on to tell these students at, at uh, Berkeley that she lives in frustration, that uh, her stomach hurts every time the conservatives have a victory, uh, and that she has to get up the next morning and keep on fighting, 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 and not negotiating, not reasoning you follow where i'm going with this tech?
0: Uh, yeah that's a scary thought that a supreme court justice would feel that way um and, and voice publicly, that into the public publicly, yeah.
4: yeah publicly stated and then jump uh thomas for not being really basically in line
0: yeah you know and if if she feels that way number one it shows me that she's probably not fit for the position which i never thought she was And that she ought to resign because I would hate for her to get stomach ulcers trying to do her job upholding the Constitution. And her challenge comes with because they have gotten away with so much of getting away from the Constitution that it's been a cakewalk for them. And, you know, we're really the ones that are turning over and the stuff that we're allowing to happen Uh, now that the pendulum uh, is swinging back. uh, I'm good. I'm glad she's having stomach problems. And I, I hope it gives her pause to really think what her position is and what she's supposed to do. It's not a political agenda. It's interpretation of the law and and upholding the Constitution.
4: Well, of course, she's getting warm up here uh, because the Supreme Court is going to be weighing in on the Trump ballot eligibility. And uh, I, I guarantee you that that's why she said that. That she's concerned that the supermajority of the Supreme Court, which is conservative, is going to go against
0: her. And, and uh, there you are. if she if she has voiced that, she, I mean, she's got cause to recuse herself. I mean, she's already stated where she stands on this, and uh, she she shouldn't be allowed to vote on it.
4: Absolutely, I would agree one hundred percent there. Talk yeah. to Ted Yovo, who is. Uh, with us after a meeting of frustration. I can, t- I can hear it. And uh, that there doesn't seem to be agreement or plan or leadership even. Many of these things are on our list here that Ted and I, with Ted's uh, leadership, carved out on a piece of paper here on my yellow notepad, oh, months ago. Number one being leadership, right in there with the uh, um, border, right in there with the debt, um, right in there with a the number of issues that You just don't get addressed. You drift down the road. And now I just mentioned the fact that this lip service is paid. Oh, my golly, no man's above the law. Hey, don't don't get that. People interpret the law. And she's upset, Sotomayor, because not enough people are interpreted, quote, unquote, the right way, which in her book would be the liberal way. Wow.
0: Amazing. Abortion. It really is. You know, it really is. I mean, that's a scary thought for a Supreme Court justice to come out and be that bold to say that in public. Um, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. It's well covered. You can pick up a welcome. Um,
0: so something places, interesting. Go ahead. All places, Berkeley, you know. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sure they she got standing ovations there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they'll send some more of those uh, uneducated people up in Washington work up here on policy and stuff like that. I uh, just promote that stuff. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we do, we have a, a, a battle we are, we're in up here, uh, for fighting for these things. And uh, it's important that we send the right people up here and hold our elected officials accountable, go to their town halls, go to their teletown halls, whatever it is. And don't, don't send them money, make them earn the, 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 the all they really need is your vote and um you know take the money out of politics and we can do that uh, but i was in an interesting meeting last night where they were talking about uh kevin mccarthy how he had all the appropriations that have been through committees and when the january 6th hearings came up the whole car fluffle about you know the january 6th the hearings that they were going to have and they were getting ready to put these in was Challenging those six states for having unconstitutional elections because it was state uh, the the states changed their election laws which can only be done by their state legislatures they changed it by the Secretary of states by the attorney generals in some states by the and so they were done illegally, and so they were getting ready to present all that information. And then everything started falling apart up here. So it never got to the point um, before the January 6th uh, hearings came out that kind of just derailed everything. Had they done that and stayed on path, uh, they would have challenged those six states. And those six states needed to be challenged because what they did was illegal. They changed election laws, uh, not according to their state's constitution. So it was unconstitutional what they did. Had we been able to get through that, um, the, that election could have been overturned, possibly, possibly. And I, I, I truly
1: believe it would have been.
2: Yeah,
4: look how much confusion there is over abortion. Um, deliberately so, also.
0: Oh, oh it's, it's, it's all deliberate. Yeah. It's all deliberate. And, you know, a, abortion's an issue, you and I, we're not gonna solve it. This is more of a moral issue um i hear of women having three four five six abortions and i'm thinking in the 21st century why number one we know where babies come from number two we know how they can practice safe practices and uh you know let's hope they don't have to do these things and it's it it is definitely a state's issue the state wants to allow abortions let them allow that is nothing that we can solve legislatively it's like uh it's a moral issue Uh, you know i've heard people say you can't legislate morality but we do all the time you know like speed limits you know you're not supposed to speed and be reckless so we put up speed limits but people still break it and they're going to break the law and people are going to continue to do this let's hope we get back to the moral fabrics that uh, this country was founded on that The progressive left wants to deny and your media your liberal media wants to deny that we're not a christian nation that we don't have these values uh news to them yes we do this i mean and there's professors writing that out there from these liberal uh, colleges saying we're not a christian nation we were never founded on that and i'm like how can you be a historian and a professor in a college and even make such a a, uh idiotic statement um, you know, they haven't. They're not very well read or studied, or they have an agenda. They want to change the narrative that this country was not founded that way. Uh, it's like Elizabeth Warren was saying: our democracy is under attack, and it's not a democracy; it's a constitutional republic. And she said, the, "Our founding democratic principles." Are being eroded. Well, we didn't get founded on democratic principles, <laughs> and, and this lady's a senator. And, a, and a, I think she was a Harvard PhD, didn't she?
4: Well, let me tell you about that. They got
2: another one now. Breitbart reports that there is a six pro life activists. Um, you know, have been found guilty on conspiracy
4: against rights. So. That has been a corruption.
0: Pro-life activist.
4: Yeah. That is a corruption of the system we're talking about. Yeah. And they face eleven years in prison in prison for peaceful protest.
0: Isn't that ridiculous?
4: Peaceful protest. They were involved in the March 5, 2021 blockade of the Care from Health Center Clinic
0: in Mount Juliet. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Unbelievable. So when you have a judiciary system that is on purpose going after the very foundational principles of this country and and coming down hard on these people, how many people does that intimidate to prevent them from standing up? That's like, I don't want to go through what they want. And they'll be silent. They'll they'll say they stand with these people, but they're not willing to act and, and come out. And that's what they want. They want intimidation. They want to suppress people. And, um, but at the same time, they're always talking about how, how they want to empower everybody, but they really don't.
4: Incredible headline. going um, with Ted Yoho in DC, we're down at the bottom of the hour for our break. Um, Ted, you're coming through okay? I would say um, a little background. Back, somebody back there has got a fork. It doesn't bother us. We're okay with that.
0: Um, I'm be. in a restaurant in the Capitol Hill Club Yeah,
4: I figured you were um, All you're doing is making Plantation Mark Hungry <laughs> 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 Okay, we'll be right back in a moment With Ted you we're we'll going get the weather And I'll be right back with you on Ward's Weather the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, r and Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscottfiles.com
2: Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can touch him? No, thanks.
3: Help me. Help. Help. All right, welcome back to Ward's Weather, brought to you
2: by Lewis Oil, Chevron gas stations, fossil fuel, best in
4: Best you can possibly put in your motor. These doggone electric cars are not going over, you know. Cold weather, they stop and they don't start. Well, it's 53 degrees right here outside the Warthog Command Center. That's not as bad, I know, as up north. But, you know, that's our temperature. And I always amused by what it feels like. It feels like 59. To whom? Are you kidding me? 53 is 53. Come on. It's going to go up to 67 today. And tonight, it's going to go down into the 30s. So you might be able to enjoy a little fire here. um, In your outdoor pit or with a a glass of your adult beverage and your dog at your feet, what better life is it than that? Tom Ted who is in a capital restaurant, I've been to these places. There's a tinkling of coffee cups in the background. Don't let that bother you. Uh, We are using just the audio because the uh, bandwidth there can't accommodate, obviously, all the people in DC who want to talk. My God, the meaning of what they're talking about is another thing. The fact that they are all talking is not necessarily
0: (laughs) relevant. This is true.
4: This is is true. So relevant that we call it Wonderful Wednesday. And uh,
1: <laughs> You're uh too what,
4: Yeah. What I'd like to do, uh, Ted, is talk about the house and talk about <laughs> two things in the house. One is this uh, impeachment of this character whom I don't particularly care for. That's just me. And, of course, how your house leader is doing. So I'm going to sit back and let you educate us.
0: Well, the impeachment, it's going forward, it looks like, and, it, and it's good cause. The, guy, the guy's terrible, but he should have been impeached a year ago, uh, but here we are. And if it goes through, they're gonna have to have a replacement and hopefully it'll slow things down there and they won't have the mandates, but the mandates of allowing these people to come through and, and let them go like they are comes from the White House. And so whoever they put in there will be a puppet that is gonna follow the same rules um so stay tuned i just hope this plays well with the base for the republicans so that we can get the majority uh in the house you know mike johnson's there uh he was handed a mess and uh he's got to work through this and this is really a time for all members you know the, the hard right freedom caucus which i was a member of you know rallying around him to get these things done. I was talking to somebody last night, they're gonna hold out and hold out and not allow anything to pass unless they get these savings. Um, And they said that in the last, I think since Clinton, we spent over 13 or $16 trillion on national emergencies, crises in this country that this country has funded and they feel their legislation is going to start to stop that and i'm thinking you know those are all good things but can you stop it now or should you be smart smarter and let's look at down the road for the next congress get things in line and have the majority so that we can as as a party start writing the ship and at the same time paint that picture where you want america to go and get it um, um, codified into law, you know, that this is the agenda in America. A good example would be energy. America ought to have a policy for energy independence, energy security, and domestic produce. That should be the policy of the United States to where an, an, uh, another administration that would be like the Biden administration would come in and say, no, we're going to do all green energy. I mean, that's ridiculous. It should be. We're going to be energy secure and we can develop these alternative energies as we move forward. But in the meantime, we're not going to disrupt our energy supply because that weakens us here domestically. It drives the price of everything up, as we've seen uh, with dynamics. And uh, that's really what they should focus on, I feel.
4: What kind of trick is being played right now? with Bidenomics. I've never heard anybody,
2: including the president, explain it.
1: (laughs) All I can say is, Bidenomics, I don't know what it is, but Ah. it's working. It's working. (laughs)
0: Ah. I can't even explain it. And I don't know where he says it's working. I mean, go look at a price of a gallon of milk. Go look at a a a loaf of bread see how much that stuff costs and ask yourself is it working go to a fast food store you know your favorite restaurant whatever it is and when you come out say how does the average person afford this because this is expensive you know and that's you know again it goes back to the price of fuel that affects everything but it also goes to the value of our dollar being devalued by inflation by not being backed by hard something of tangible asset like gold or silver, it's just the faith of the United States of America, the 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 faith that they'll pay their bills, and that's going to wear out at some point. And the rest of the world is catching on to that, and that's why you're seeing bricks to be become so successful, and more and more countries are going to it because they're backed by gold. And um, you know, we're at a point where we need to wake up. You know, the the fairy tale is over. It's time for us to, to fess up and, and, and get these things under control. And it, it'll be hard to do now, but if we don't make these adjustments now, it'll be a lot harder five five years from now.
4: Daily caller has maybe this is how Biden uh, how it works. The Daily Caller has a headline now. Biden administration classifies Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> uh low income to push the electric charger subsidies, huh
0: <laughs> is that right yeah. yeah good yeah, Oh, I tell you what they're gonna yeah, and see that's changing the rules just to, to benefit them um, you know one of the big things right now is um uh, uh, some of the conservatives on the um, uh, from the high incomes there are the high uh, real estate uh, states the salt the salt states where you know, they get subsidies for the, being able to write off their taxes and all that they've been limited i think to ten thousand dollars and um, they're going to hold out because they want more write-offs and it's just ridiculous i, I mean everybody has a little carve out for them you know, I'll support your bill if you'll support this. But it's, you know, who's supporting America? And, and again, you know, I think, of the, in fact, we brought this up in a meeting yesterday. You know, John Kennedy asked not what you can do for your country. No, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That guy couldn't get elected today in the Democratic Party. And there was a time where we were tasked to serve our country. You know, be Americans, do what you can. And um And and those days are gone. And, uh, you know, that's unfortunate because that was a generation that led us to where we're at. Of course, he came out of World War II.
4: See, here's a paragraph, for example, of political speak. I don't have, I can't, even I can't paraphrase. Read, Read it. The administration's EV charger tax credit program made possible by the Inflation Reduction Act the IRA, President Joe Biden's signature climate bill, is specifically designed to route subsidies to low income or non urban areas of the country. What a sentence! I, I mean, I can't. I, what in the hell is that? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> How many low income people buy EVs?
4: Yeah. The low income emphasis for eligibility. Yeah, okay. Alliance is great for this. In spirit with the Biden administration's wider here we go wider pursuit of so-called environmental <laughs> justice. Huh? Which is effectively the combination of social justice ideology and green policy. That is one That's of
0: exactly the, right.
4: That is one of the darnest paragraphs.
0: I have that's met. a dangerous one because that's exactly what they're doing and it's a way of redistributing wealth um you know it's not about the climate it's about equity trying to make everybody equal and it'll never happen because people have different wants and desires and ambitions and work ethics and so you're not going to create everybody equal you
1: can't
4: The guy named nick pope a contributor to daily column wrote that paragraph i gotta write that guy and say wow what a mouthful but you know every buzzword's in there everything's in
1: there
4: um i do the republicans have the same kind of lingo
0: no see because the democrats come out with a narrative and they all rally behind it the Republicans come out and independently start picking the stuff out but what is your what is your solution it was Good example is that if you go back to Obamacare, we could all say how bad it was. But there was never a way that we could all get behind it and and, and say this is a better uh, a, a better alternative. We had six different plans up here, I think at one time, but they were all kind of just a mismatch of things. And uh, you know uh some people wanted to have pre existing conditions, other people didn't. I mean, it was just a mess. Whereas the Democrats it's easy because they said well, we're going to give um, uh, health care to everybody and it's going to be free but it's not really free. In fact you're finding out it's costing a lot more than they thought it was but there's more government subsidies so they can get more people on it and um, their, their whole goal is, you got to keep in mind their whole goal, and Obama said this, was to have a single payer system like they have in Europe, um, which is a failed system. It's not a good system in Europe. Uh, the UK and, um, but they'll come out with that narrative and they stick with it, like on climate change, equity, inclusion, <laughs> and it makes you feel good. Oh, we're going to treat include everybody. Um, I don't know. The re- and that that comes back to the leadership I'm saying of the Republican Party or a leader, I'm not going to say the Republican Party, a true leader is should be party agnostic, it should be. We look at America. This is who we are. This is the direction we're going. It's like the football coach doesn't look at we're all the defensive. I'm only concerned with the defense or I'm only concerned with the offense. We are, con- we are involved as a team and as a team effort, and this is where we're going. We're going to win the Super Bowl.
4: You know, I went over here and looked at a publication I get. I'm sure you get it too. uf IFS Extension. County update, Otcho County, maybe not, you don't get it now, maybe, but I'm just going to read a paragraph out of that. Zucchini is usually dark green, but can also be light green, yellow, multicolored, or striped, and is a member of the melon, gourd, and cucumber family. Zucchini is a good source of potassium and is full of vitamin C, B6, A, and fiber. I can understand that.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I can understand. I was waiting for you to throw in there. They're going to work to get it all um, uh, a neutral color, so nobody's offended. <laughs> of course, then it would be a GMO that nobody would have.
4: Well, it's in the Plant of the Month program, and it's an effort to get uh, Master Gardener volunteers, which I'm all for, by the way, uh, involved. The Master Gardener program, and I want marvelous, wonderful. One.
0: And, uh, no, that is a good program And, it, you know, IFAS is, is, is such a powerful force You know, we've got 67 counties in Florida There's 67 IFAS extension offices in every county um, And they've got a big presence And they have a lot of influence And they do a lot of good um, You know, I can't say enough about them
4: You know, a little known story about IFAS And, uh, and the Master Gardener program me focus on that um back when i was chair of uh, the rural concerns committee we met at the office there at the fairgrounds on 39th and Walter road on the northeast corner you know where it is and that's where the fairgrounds
1: yeah were. i remember that
4: the office there the ladies would come to that building after dark to study take classes not just ladies, but men, anybody wanted to, but especially the ladies. And then they went and put, when I say they, the infinite wisdom went and put the homeless and the hungry thing right down the road. Okay, well, what was that called? Um, anyway, you know that's
0: dignity what, village and uh, Liberty City.
4: Uh, I think somewhere right down there. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. And they went and put that. Well, guess what was happening all of a sudden? Those guys, want women too, I suppose, were wandering over across the road to use the bathroom at the public offices. They had figured sure. out. Well, guess who was afraid to come to the classes all of a sudden, said? It was the people who really the classes were for. All right. It went to, I, I, I remember this. We had it on our agenda Kangar agenda. We had to put up around that office area protective fencing that was so tall but looked good that you couldn't find it. That locked. Really? Yes, it locked. I'll be darned. And the only time then you could get in there <laughs> was to uh, have the code to get in. And and uh, wow, that was just one of the things that I said, boy, here's a good example of a good project suffering at the hands of what was meant to be a good project but was not thought through. And it affected, let me tell you the happy ending. I I shouldn't really say this too loudly. But when it became time to debate where the new fairgrounds would go, that was one of the stories I was able to tell.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was
4: one of the stories I was able to tell. And guess where the new fairgrounds end up going?
0: The Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a big change. Uh, but it comes down to, I mean, again, that's local politics, that if people speak out say, no, we don't want this here that we need to do something about it. I was uh, on an Uber and I went, and we, I was going from one meeting to the other side of town, going to a bypass. There's like the, the big family tents under the bypass. Yeah, And there was like two or three or four other ones right in a row. And so people are living there and it's like, how can we allow this in America? You're not allowed to live here. We've got zoning and all these other rules and regulations. You're not allowed to do that, you know, and remove them. And people say, well, I can't afford housing. Well, you know, that's why we have housing programs. That's why we have this assistance. That's why we have that. Force the people to make a decision. You either comply with this or you go somewhere else. I don't know. I don't understand why we don't do that. It's under the words or the guise of compassion. But I think it's you're not you're not showing compassion at all. You're enabling somebody to live substandard. And you're saying it's OK. Um, and if that's the case, stop taxing us, the American citizen, to give money to the government to support these programs. Um, it makes no sense. I mean, it's just, again, there's so many things that doesn't make sense. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the immigrants that attacked the New York policemen and beat them up right there, and they it was a game. You know, how long do the policemen stand up or allow that to happen before they just start shooting? I don't know. Um, There's going to be a flash. There's going to be a flash point that happens and uh, I hope it doesn't, but the way this um, unlawful presidency is going and allowing these things to happen, there's going to be a breaking point. You see what's going on at the Texas border. I mean, that's going to come, that's going to be a flash point too. Well,
4: you know, you say um, it involved locally, of course, and locally is always connected to national. Let me give you an example. Another example, a story I'm watching, Ted. I, I really learned from this. You know, I thought I knew everything, right? I know everything. I'm always right. Yeah, you know, I'm joking around, but I
0: like to think. Let's of, talk you know, to Mrs. Ward Scott.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Caliber Coffee, by the way. Anyway. I'm watching the county commission and the Jack Durance auditorium is packed. And I'm saying, whoa, what packed the Jack Durance auditorium in the middle of the day? You know, you just don't do that. But what had happened is people had come
2: to protest to the county commission. The fact that the county commission was going to write a letter Telling Israel to stand down
4: in its fight against Hamas.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes.
4: <laughs> the, the county commission.
0: Well, let's not worry about homelessness or anything in Gainesville. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. let's scold another country.
2: <laughs> it
4: gets better, Ted. So, all these people have appeared and said, What are you doing? You never ask us, you know? I'm more Jewish folks. Some of them are even Palestinian folks. All kinds of people live in Elonjo County. and they said, "You ever ask us." But there was one voice at the end that was interviewed by Channel 20 that had obviously made a point in the program that caught everybody's attention. It was a Jewish lady. Uh, she wasn't um, um, emotionally raw or anything like that. She was basically a, you know, a thinker. I could pick it up right away. She had
2: told the commission, let me ask you a question, she said. When you write this letter, are you prepared to protect us in Alachua County from all
4: of the Hamas people, all of the Palestinians, whatever, that you make angry who will come and attack us, the Jews, in Alachua County because of a letter you wrote? you didn't ask us about wow did they stand down on
0: that did they really
4: oh man they were scared they were scared this woman said hey come on you write that letter how do you know how do you know what's going to happen
0: well that's good good for her so did they wind up not sending the letter
4: they've tabled it
0: yeah Technically, well, it wasn't. I, on I the hope agenda. it stays there. I hope it stays there.
4: It wasn't on the agenda. But these people, like her, were so frustrated, they came to the meeting during <laughs> citizens' comments to bring it up. And, boy, it backpedaled. But they haven't said no. Yeah. So this is one I'm keeping my eye on, Ted.
0: Because- yeah, you need to, because they'll table it until the all the noise goes down and they'll send it and then you'll find out, oh, they did send it. And why get in uh, in which case they need to be thrown out. Yeah, why, why get wrong?
4: You can't keep yeah. the homeless out of the master gardener bathroom.
0: Right. Uh, that, yeah. They need to focus on that. It's like I got a guy that wants me to support him, he's running for Congress, then he's down at the border and he's doing these videos and look at this and look at this. And I'm like, Do you know the people that are in charge of the FFA in your county? You know, because he's in a big ag area. Do you know the people that are, who's your uh, Florida Farm Bureau members? Who are these people? And, you know, it's nice that you're at the border, but I can turn on CNN and see it. And I don't need to see you telling me how bad the border is. And, uh, um, you know, we need to focus on locally what we can do there. Um, You know, and I think this person's off track. You know i wasn't impressed by his video that he's trying to get people to support his campaign nice guy but you need to focus on what you can do in your district Hello, and how's here. that going to affect me yeah right, right
4: well thanks for stopping by man um yeah man i figure you're headed back home now
0: yeah i should be back to normal as much as i am uh, next week
4: <laughs> it's fun seeing you out and uh, out about yeah That's fun.
0: Okay, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity.
4: I appreciate you coming around. Ted Yolo on Wonderful Wednesday joining us from a little breakfast nook in DC coming out of meetings that frustrate him and me and you. Maybe we can do something about it. But thanks so much. See you later. Ward off Command Center out.
1: Goodbye. Bye.